Hey folks, here we are. I'm Tom Young and I'm here for AnchorFM.com podcast called Money Shifts and the Family Money Farm Group. We're here and I'm here to change your life, to change your future, to help you find your way to the most awesome future that it could be in your life. So many of us, and, and we're going to talk about savings goals today, and, and, and really, you know, the theme has been savings for the last couple weeks. And, and I want to continue that discussion today. And, and why is it that people don't save? They don't save very much or don't save anything at all. It's amazing how we are influenced by the things that go on around us, by the government, by the politicians, by our friends, relatives, and neighbors, and more especially by the advertisements that we are bombarded with every day, telling us what to do with our money and never venturing to how we should be doing things because it takes the power away from the financial institutions if we do things ourselves. When we do things ourselves, we start to discover the truth. And it's really about the truth that we are not being told. So all that being said, I wanna start today again, like we do every day, we offer our prayers for everybody in the world this Wuhan virus coming out of China uh, has, has literally devastated the world in a big, big, big way to the tune of trillions and trillions of dollars lost in productivity and wealth along the way. The loved ones who have been lost, we pray for those who have lost loved ones and we pray for the loved ones who have been lost, especially those. And more right now with the Ukraine and the Russian event going on, what it's about, I don't know. Maybe we'll never really find out what it's all about. But many, many people have been devastated, wounded, crippled, killed, and we need to pray for them. That the Lord would open his arms and gather them into his kingdom of heaven above. In Jesus' name we pray. I want to get back to a quote. I seem to forget, but I do this sometimes, That, that uh, the quote. And we're still talking about Teddy Roosevelt, which was the 26th president of the United States. And I think in the book that I'm using, he has had more quotes than anybody else individually in the book. Today's quote, the only man who never makes a mistake is the man who never does anything. Think about that for a minute. The only man who never makes a mistake is the man who never does anything. That is an awesome, awesome quote. And and that's really what I want to talk about today is we want to talk about goals. You know, a lot of us have goals, but unfortunately, many of those goals that we think we have are just wishes. And what is the difference between a wish and a goal? Well, a goal done properly, is written out in description, great description, and then you lay out the activities 
that you're willing to do to get that goal. So you would write out three things or four things or whatever on what you're going to do to get to this goal. Now, where did the goal come from? Well, it starts with a dream. You know, the thing at the six inches between our ears, the thinking muscle, out of there comes dreams. We, we are all dreamers of one type or another. Some people are just dreamers and never do anything. Other people are dreamers and they have a dream and then they create something and they make a difference. But that dream has to be broken down into a goal. Maybe it's a one-year goal in sales. You know, I'm in sales, so I have a one-year goal of what I want to accomplish in that 12 months. And in that goal, I break it down by quarter. So there's four quarters in a year. And then I take each quarterly goal and I break that down oh, excuse me, into 13 weeks. And what am I going to do this week in order to move a step closer to the goals that I have set? And, and whether it's a goal to save money, well, how much money do I have to save to get where I want to go? What is my goal? Why do I want to save money? We talked about that last week. But all of these things about saving money, goals, 401k, and all these things, they all work around th this, this thinking process that goes on between our ears. And we have to set a goal. You know, if we're saving for retirement, th there are four questions for retirement. Number one is how much money do I have to save in order to have enough money when I get to retirement that I will be able to live out my life expectancy and have adequate income with adjustments for inflation to the end of my life. The second question is, is how much interest will I have to earn on that money between now and retirement so that I will grow a large enough amount of money that when I get there, I'll have enough to provide income throughout my life expectancy with adjustments for inflation. And if I have a spouse, I have to take her into consideration or him into consideration. And yes, I use those pronouns so that one of us is going to die before the other and the survivor of the two of us will be able to continue on and still have adequate income throughout their lifetime. Well, then that brings me to the retirement date. When am I going to retire? What is the date? 62, 65, 70, never. I, you know, I've talked about this in the past. The real retirement date today is age 87. And wow, you sure? Well, you we do some research. In 1890, a guy named Bismarck in Germany said a German soldier or a German worker should be able to retire and receive some kind of stipends to maintain them at age 65. Life expectancy was age 49, by the way. In 1933, Franklin Roosevelt, not Teddy Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, 
instituted Social Security as a benefit for retirees at age 65. Life expectancy was 59. They made an adjustment about eight, 10 years ago and moved it to age 67. But here we are today and life expectancy of the average senior is age 87, female, 85 male. And that number doesn't mean everybody's gone. That means half of them are gone. Half of the people have died by that life expectancy and half are still alive beyond that. So retirement, whether you want to accept it or not, is slowly becoming a myth. Because I find people struggle very, very hard in order to retire and, and, and most people that I talk to, they haven't projected what medical is going to cost if I quit working. My advice to people is very simple. You never break the tie to a job of some kind or a business of some kind or a consulting work of some kind where you have still have the ability to make some money. Should I bring up U.S. debt clock and what's going on there around the world? It isn't U.S. debt clock in the U.S. That's just the U.S. numbers. But that debt clock can be applied to every free country in the world, as I see it. Oh, their soul to the central banking system and the Rothschilds. Now, let's come back to the beginning. What does all this mean? It, it's really about attitude. It's about your the beginnings of this process. Number one, are you serious about a goal to save money? And I don't mean save money. You know, you're sitting here and, you know, you want to retire in 20 years, just using a number. And, 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 and in order to retire in t 20 years, and maintain your lifestyle. So, so if I put my, my financial planning training hat on, here you are at 40 making 100,000 a year. So we're now gonna compound your income by 3% a year, which is the average inflation rate that government eludes to. And, and we're gonna increase your income by 3% a year for 20 years. Then we're gonna take that money how much money do we have to have in order to generate income throughout our life expectancy? It's all math, folks. It's all math. And when I come down to today and say, okay, well, how much do I have to save? And, and you make 100000 a year, and I'm telling you, you got to save $25,000 a year, 25% of your gross income. What do you think the probability of that happening is going to be? That's the frustration that most people have. Because that's what the typical financial planning world says and how they approach those future retirement needs. Needs have nothing to do with it. If needs were real, if the need for something was real, it would cause you to go get a second job or do whatever you had to do 
in order to save that money. Let's get down to the truth, folks. The truth is about want. I want a new car. You're going to figure out a way to get it. I want a new boat. I, I want a new hunting rifle. I want a new this or a new that. If you want it bad enough, you will figure out how to beg, bar, and steal to get it. Now that takes me to another level because that is what our politicians do. I want to do something for my constituents so they re-elect me, so I'm going to give them what they want. I'm going to spend their money. I'm going to spend the citizens' money so that I can give it to them like it's coming from me. And I'm taking money from the citizens and I'm giving it back to them in some form of benefit. The only problem is, is they have overpromised the benefits to the point where we are buried in debt as a country. Never to get out, which leads me to believe that there is some catastrophic event going to happen somewhere in the future. It could be next week, next month, could be five years from now. But there is a catastrophe on the horizon. And you must plan and prepare to the best of our ability so that we will have the ability to survive what is coming. So that's going to be our theme this week. We'll talk about it more on Wednesday this week. What is needed to survive the coming financial whatever, financial storm, financial hurricane, whatever you want to call it, it's coming. It's on the horizon. I can see it. Why can't you? If I can look in your eyes and see God in your eyes, why can't you? God bless. Get my new book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. You can get it at thecfo-project.com. Right there it is. Put in your name and email address and you'll get an email link to download the book cover to cover. You will get a second email to download the newest book, which is an ebook called Financial Mastery Coaching, The Blueprint, which is the beginning of building your own personalized framework in how to save the most you can save without giving up any of your lifestyle. Isn't that interesting? Because my principles and philosophies are simple. Avoiding losses and not chasing interest rates. God bless you. We'll see you here on Wednesday this week and we will continue our discussion about the challenge of saving enough money.